Hubhopper Originals. To start your podcast for free, log on to studio.hubhopper.com. This is his first ball. Through the gap on the offside. Listen to it. Hello and welcome to Cricket News Podcast Season 5, back with another episode this week and back with a special guest this week. We are joined by someone you have seen on this pod before, someone who, as I've said, just seconds before we started recording, is a pro at these by now. He is used to chatting with us and uh, yeah, he is of course the head coach of Ireland men's team. Welcome Heinrich, welcome back to the Cricket News Podcast. different season different role a lot has changed since we last conversated around cricket how's it going for you yeah thanks guys thanks for having us again and um i guess like you say you know there's a, a fair few things have changed over the last couple of months um but hey it's exciting times you know the cricket season started uh, my new role started over here in ireland um trying to yeah. find a bit of rhythm of life again with um you know the kids going to school and 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 finding new roads to to lead you to the same destination that you call work but look it's an exciting time and um not too long from now you know we uh, the international season kicks off so I'm really looking forward to that yeah quite a lot of things change right when you move from one country to another it's not just the cricket the culture the lifestyle so much changes and it's it's fascinating uh but yeah i mean first things first what excited you about this this new project the island men's cricket team it's it's a big project but what excited you about this when you were offered the role yeah 100% I, i guess there's um a fair few things you know when you you look at where you're at as a as a coach um you know i've i've, I've worked in in professional sport for the last 12 years looking at at developing players and um i guess a, a big attraction to this role is You know, there's quite a bit of development work that still needs to be done across the board. Um, you know, whether it's setting up the facilities, whether it's uh, setting up a, a competitive domestic um, competition, you know, whether it's working one-on-one with the, the Irish players, you know, there's still a bit of development to do in all kinds of quadrants. Um, and I guess, you know, the way that I sort of operate and the way that I look at things, that sort of aligns with my philosophy of, you know, looking after the process. And, and a big part of, of that is process here is, you know, working... To, to get a lot of that structures in place um and i guess you know look having the opportunity to to coach an international side at a, at a youngest age um you know is obviously a massive attraction too um you know let's not let's not yeah. get ourselves and it's it's a huge opportunity yeah. and you know that's something they were really grateful for um but at the end of the day you know it's it's working with players it's trying to get players better um you know it's working with their coaches at domestic level where they're currently playing to you know see where they're at what they've been working on um and and try and build you know some some players in and around our current squad who can hopefully in time you know start competing um for some places and you know hopefully we can you know continue to compete across formats and then hopefully add some test cricket into it which will be really exciting definitely we're going to talk more on it later but it's an exciting mix of players as well right i mean uh just looking across the board to the T20 World Cup squad from last year. We have experienced campaigners such as Andrew Belverney, Paul Sterling there, but then you also have the new exciting blokes, Josh Little and Curtis Camper who seem like just guys who can pick up what these experienced players have done with this team and take it to another level as well. 
what was your reaction like with these players have you had opportunity to interact with the complete group yet 100% um look i i haven't had the opportunity to have a camp or you know everyone in at the same time but look a big part of the last 3 weeks have been getting around to the interprovincial games um, which has started obviously in Ireland that's our domestic season um catching up individually with with every player um I had five meetings earlier today. A lot of coffee, which wow. I really enjoy, um, but I'm still bouncing <laughs> off the walls. Um, but look, I guess it's it's the initial stages of you know making contact, um, starting our relationship piece. Yeah. Um, you know, talking a lot of cricket, um, under, trying to get an understanding of where players see themselves fit in, um, and then also you know we've we've got that wonderful thing called the World Cup coming up in a couple of months. Um, oh, yeah. So it's it's having that at the back of our minds and going. You know, we got ten T20s coming up over the summer. Um, how do we best use that to prepare ourselves um, to hit the ground running come the World Cup? So, you know, uh, again, it's been it, it's it's been a, a breath of fresh air talking to um, Paul Sterling, Andrew Balburnie, um, you know, guys that has been around the block, very passionate about Ireland cricket, um, but in the same breath, you know, very passionate young players and, and Gareth Delaney, um, Harry Tector, Curtis Comfer, you know, some of the names you've mentioned to. You know, try and crave um, and develop a path for them forward too, around you know what it looks like yeah. for us to be competitive and successful over a period of time. Um, so there's a, lo- a lot of excitement in the air around you know international international season kicking off. Now I'm not sure whether it's about playing cricket or whether it's playing cricket against India. We'll still decide whether that you know what, what the outcome <laughs> of that is. Um, but look, it's it's all set up to be an exciting period, isn't it? It, it definitely looks exciting, and it's not just India. There- you know the lineup for the summer as you've already talked about south africa new zealand afghanistan what has always fascinated me about coaching is that in the modern game itself if even if you just talk about t20 that is to balance off between instincts and analytics in the modern game at times what can happen even with fans of the sport or people who talk about the game such as us uh is that the instincts subconsciously become driven by more of the analytics the more you go through these numbers and matchups they do have the tendency of tempering with your instinct now is that a good thing or perhaps something that needs to be avoided in your in your mind yeah i guess it's it's creating that awareness that you know data is important and it gives you an understanding of of the landscape that you you know potentially going into um but look at the end of the day we still got to play what's in front of us and you know it's it's a game that's that's played between bat and ball it's not a game that played between numbers um the numbers yeah. gives us some some clues sometimes which i agree with um but you know it's it's using that information smartly and i guess you know for the, a big piece of what i'm currently you know working with in our, in terms of our leadership group is is what is those sort of messaging that that we portray when we stand in front of the group and when we talk to our group um you know so that players go out then they've got an understanding of of what we're looking to be like but they still play on their instincts because i guess you know at the end of the day you don't want people to think about numbers when uh, bumrah runs into you, um or when oh, yeah. you know um rashid khan bowls to you you know think about what what is yeah. going to bowl next as opposed to just you know trust what you're going to do and watch the ball so i guess it's a bit of a balance and Look, well, I don't have the answers to to that question yet because I don't know my players well enough yet. You know, that's that's currently what we're busy with is trying to develop those relationships and and, and getting an understanding yeah. of what they think and how they think. Um, and then also, you know, trying to do some work with our staff in the background. Um, you know, Scott Irvine has been been really helpful in terms of crunching some of those numbers um, and looking at some new trends that we can you know present to our players maybe in a different way around. how we want to go about our business and what that looks like so you know it's it's trying to find opportunities to empower some of our staff and 
and give them some specific roles. Um, understanding, you know, we, we're working towards that, that, that T20 World Cup, which is um, a couple of months away. Yeah, yeah. Well, then let's jump into it. You've spoken about the T20 World Cup. And in less than a year's time, since the last one got concluded, this one is going to begin. And it's, it's, it's exciting because two very different places, UAE, the conditions are really different than what they're going to be in Australia. And that begs the question. Uh, I would like Coach Heinrich Milan to put his weight on this one. It's only natural that a team is going to go through a number of matches before the World Cup and a lot of players are going to see him in form. A few may not be performed during that duration, but those games are going to be played under very different circumstances, under very different conditions than what they're going to be in Australia. Now, how important it is then to look at the form side of things, but also knowing that there might be certain players who are not performing maybe that well in those games, but have good strengths that work in the conditions where the T20 World Cup is going to be played. How do you look at this whole, maybe it's a problem, maybe it's a bonus, but how do you look at this? Look, it's an exciting opportunity for us with um, understanding what we've got coming up and where that's going to be. You know, we, we do, we've been doing a lot of work around understanding, you know, the first part of our, our tournament will be on Hobart. Um, so understand what that means for us in terms of, you know, scores and, and, and opposition chains um, at that venue. You know, the, the BBL's obviously been played over a period of time there. So there's a nice sample yeah. size there of understanding what the game tells us. Um, and like you say, you know, we've, we've got some games in, in, in this part of the world where the conditions will be totally different to, you know, what we potentially find ourselves playing at. But I guess it's, it's understanding, you know, that we'll try and test some of our combinations, um, try, try and find players to find a bit of an understanding about the role we want them to play and, and what that looks like. Um, is that always going to marry up with the current conditions? Probably not. Um, and that's just realistic. But it's still having that bigger picture in our head around where we're trying to go and, and, and create some opportunity for our players to get some experience and in, in, in a different role, if, if that's the case. Um, and really, you know, try and find some confidence in, in, in the way we want to approach um, our game. And, and you know, if, if that doesn't work out in the current conditions, that's OK. Um, you know, we, we can we can work with that with the understanding, you know, that we've got a bigger picture in mind and, and we want our players to be comfortable once we hit the ground. Um, yeah. the, the start of the World Cup. Of course, the last T20 World Cup was quite a competitive one. Ireland had a competitive group right there with uh, the likes of Namibia, Sri Lanka, Netherlands. A lot of teams surprised uh, other teams. I mean, not just in not in the big games such as the ones we saw in the latter stages, but the first round really had a couple of surprising results. On that, how do you think the team's going to look forward to this particular round of games that they're going to face in Australia in this T20 World Cup that is to come? Look, I guess you've highlighted the obvious, you know. Um, people aren't taking anyone lightly uh, anymore these days in T20 cricket. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. we, we've seen that, um, you know, one player from, from any team, whether it's a, a franchise team or whether it's an international side, um, can now win cricket games. Um, and people play with that fearless mindset. Um, and, and I guess... That's what you've spoken about earlier around finding that balance between instinct and, and, and understanding the data. You know, we, we want people to play with an understanding of what's in front of them, but also have that fearlessness around their approach. So, look, we for us, it's, it's a big part of how we're trying to set things up at the moment is having a focus on what our strengths are and, and really playing towards that. 
um, more so than you know focusing on on the fact that we know we're going to play against the West Indies in Scotland. Um, yeah. the, the fourth qualifier in our group will, is still to be determined. Um, but I guess it's it's you know being clear on on our principles and the way that we want to go about our business and, and being clear about you know which player has an impact in what part of the game. Um, and then once we know that you know as we get closer to the games, we'll we'll start doing our our position analysis. Um, you know, start creating a couple of matchups, um, start talking through what those matchups could look like, um, but have a real focus on us as opposed to, you know, most of the time, you know, fearing that we're going to be bowling to whoever um, or fearing that, you know, just another guy who, who plays a cricket game is going to bowl at us. And I guess, you know, it's very important in the way that we portray that as, as the leaders in our group and, um, you know, shift that focus towards the way we want to operate. Yeah, yeah. I can almost hear Coach Heinrich Milan at work right now because I've seen you do the homework just before we go on the recordings, even seconds before sometimes we've recorded episodes. There's IPL going on right now in India as we speak. A match has just gotten over. And it's no secret now that a lot of players have openly talked about how getting to play these leagues around the world has helped them. But at the same time, there are always conversations around players missing international games owing to their participation in these leagues. How important do you think it is for Ireland players to A, feature in these leagues and B, at the same time, ensure they get enough time together as a group ahead of big competitions such as the World Cup? Yeah, massively. And, and you know, that, that's a huge part for us, um, trying to find some opportunities and connections to, to get more and more and more of our players, um, you know, exposure in different leagues around the world. Um, you know, could that potentially come at the cost of, of playing some provincial cricket in Ireland? 100%. Um, and I guess it's, it's, again, understanding, you know, us getting our players around the world playing in these leagues, you know, they're going to gain a different experience, which they'll bring back to our group. Um, and look, you know, you can't underestimate the value of, of having our players playing with some of the best players in the world. Um, you know, you've, you've, you've seen what the IPL has done to the Indian players, you know, young players coming in playing a fearless brand of cricket. Um, and, and they take that through um, because they have played with the best players and against the best players, you know, in the world. And I guess, you know, for us, it's still trying to find a bit of a balance. Um, we, we saw Josh Little um, have a, a taste of the IPL this year. Um, you know, we've seen Paul Sterling play around the world, play around some leagues now. Um, and, I, and hopefully, you know, if we can keep playing competitive and a good brand of cricket as an international side, Ireland as the international side, and, and we keep bumping ourselves up on that list, um, hopefully that'll create more opportunities for for some of our players. But in the same breath, you know we've we've got a, an exciting coaching group, and and you know trying to get some opportunities for some of our assistant coaches or our analysts, um, you know, who are, who are very diligent workers and and very hard workers um, to gain some experience and exposure in some of those leagues, and then you know be able to bring that back to our environment. Yeah, it's 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 definitely been a T20-oriented talk so far. And it's a T20 World Cup here. It's only normal. But uh, let's talk about the other two formats as well, shall we? I mean, less and less ODIs every year. I, for one, love it. And this might be a bit of a controversial opinion, but I kind of love the 50-0 format more than I love the format that we've talked about. I mean, it, it may be because of the fact that I grew up watching that format more than the T20Is. And something sort of makes me think that more and more people are thinking that this format is losing its sheen. And it has in a certain way because the test matches are there and the T20Is are definitely there. The 100 is a new format coming on stage. But where do you see the one-day format going forward as a fan and as a coach? 
you know, I guess one day cricket for me is the guy loves test cricket and four day cricket is definitely my first love. Um, but I guess one day cricket is probably the, the thing from a coaching point of view that you use the most in terms of being able to shape players moving in, in both directions, whether it's, you know, being really skilled at four day cricket or, you know, being really explosive in one day cricket. If you've got a sound understanding of how to play the one day game where, you know, at stages you have to potentially bat a little bit like four day cricket when, you know, the ball's swinging or start of the innings versus, you know, you've, you've had a good platform. So you're playing a bit of T20 cricket in the last 10 overs of the game and it's a, it's a sort of a death phase. So for me, the one day game creates those experiences and opportunities every time there is a one day game. And, and it'll be really sad, you know, if, if one day cricket is the, the format over a period of time that becomes the scapegoat. Um, but look, I think there's a real opportunity for, for the three forms of the game to, to continue to be there and, and all be relevant. Um, and, and I guess, you know, we as Ireland haven't played a lot of test cricket. So for us, you know, one-day cricket's been a, a massive building block over the last couple of years. And, and Ireland's played some really good one-day cricket. Um, you know, we've got two, we've got a couple of big series coming up to, you know, try and gain some more points in that race to, to qualify for the World Cup. Um, you know, and, and the boys have done really well in that last series against the West Indies to... Um, to win that number one, and, and and then you know get us into this exciting space now where, you know we, in a weird way we've we've got an opportunity to you know find ourselves in a position to push for for qualification, which is exciting. Um, yeah. But you know like you say, it's a World Cup year from a T20 point of view. Um, you know that outweighs everything at, around every corner at this stage, and um, you know hopefully as we continue to move forward, we we find ourselves having one day cricket as 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 a as a. a a barometer to keep moving forward with, but also the, the red ball side of things. Yeah. You spoke about uh, how there's an opportunity for all three formats to progress. And uh, it, it's exciting, right? We have different formats that we can look up to. You get a little bit bored by T20s, maybe. There's a test season coming around. You get a bit bored maybe by test cricket, which not a lot of cricket fans do. But if you want a different taste, there's a T20 series around anywhere, any time of the year. Uh, but at the same time, uh, there was recently this discussion about uh, a particular side reviving test cricket, which I don't see is possible because how can one team do that, right? If we have, if we are to reinvigorate the most ancient format of the game, at times the most exclusive format of the game, you've got to do it by putting in new teams into it, right? We have a World Test Championships, uh, we have a World Test Championship, and it's it's. The second cycle of it and we are only seeing nine teams into it doesn't really make sense right and i was kind of thinking it's it's funny because it's going to be a great uk joke if we relegate one team and then bring in another one looking at the points table right now england is at the bottom of the table how about ireland replacing them i know there are a lot of english fans who might listen to this and say ah bonkers but it might as well happen. It, it can make things more exciting, right? This relegation promotion bit with the World Test Championship as well. Well, I guess we keep talking about context, don't we? Um, and, you know, what better way to create context um, and having the understanding that you could be, you know, relegated or you could be promoted. You know, if, if you just yeah. off that bubble, um, you know, how do you keep getting your house in order? How do you keep getting better um, to give yourself the best opportunity to, to get into those spaces? And, you know, you talk about the relevance. Um, you know, we got to try and find an opportunity to to have everyone play everyone in 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 a sort of way 
where you know you can get tested across the board. Um, you know yeah. the way things are moving at the moment, you you obviously don't get the opportunity you know to go and play everyone anymore. Um, and and look, there's a lot of there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes. I understand that, and and there's a lot of political things that probably I've yeah. heard of that you know will will come into the play here. But look, I guess from a player's and a coach's point of view, you know we want to we want to try and play against the best players in the world. Um, we want to go and play in different conditions, different scenarios, different situations. Um, to get tested. I mean, that, at the end of the day, that's that's what international sport is about. And, um, you know, hopefully it, it doesn't just come around to, you know, World Cup time to to play different countries around, you know, the, the world and, and, and not experience their home conditions um, and, and what that might mean in terms of team compositions, um, skill sets needed, um, experiences and, and all that, you know, that, that in the past you would have seen from, you know, teams traveling all over the world and, and, and playing a hell of a lot of test cricket, which, again, is the purest yeah. form of the game and, and something that, you know, you get tested at the most. It's It's been a Women's World Cup special podcast season for us. And uh, what a World Cup it was. I mean, we were talking about it back in November, right? It was exciting. It was exciting even then, and the way it turned out, the games, the close contest, so many matches going into the final over. And at the end of it, Australia winning it, but quite a lot to take from that World Cup. What were your takeaways watching that tournament? Yeah, look, first, first and foremost, um, I, I think the brand of, you know, cricket across the, the, the women's game has really stepped up, you know, and, and Australia's obviously, Australia, England's played a huge role in uh, the way they go about their business, you know, it's exciting yeah. to watch some of those Australian players back. You know, they they yeah. they hit more boundaries than you know you you watch some some state men play cricket do. Um, you know, they yeah. game. It's it's an exciting brand to watch. And look, uh, I I thought Australia was always going to win. You know, you just looked at the way they operated, the depth they had, the the caliber of player yeah. that they didn't even pick that was on their bench. Um, you know, they they've yeah. obviously invested a, a hell of a lot of time and money in that space over the last six to eight years and. Look, it, it's shown over that period too. You know, they've become a really good and consistent side. Um, you know, even so good that, it, that England's now obviously stolen their head coach, you know. So it, it just shows, you know, it's, it's an interesting space. But look, obviously done, he's done wonders with him, um, you know, from a coaching point of view. And, um, you know, he's built up a, a real strong uh, squad and, 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 and he leaves behind a, a real good legacy there for... There is a serious bit of surge going in UK as far as bringing coaches from Australia and New Zealand is concerned. One of them just joined us for the pod this week. Heinrich, it's been a pleasure, as it always is, talking cricket with you. I've enjoyed chatting with you, and I look forward to more of it in the coming time. Thank you so much for joining us. I know it's a busy week for you, and I know there's a lot more to come from you. We'll just keep our eyes on Ireland, I guess. Lovely, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, no worries. Catching up. Look forward to uh, doing it again soon. This Hubhopper original ko sunne ke liye aapka shukriya. Agar aap bhi apna podcast launch karna chahte hain, to Hubhopper Studio website pe register karein aur ek minute ke andar andar apna khud ka podcast launch karein. यही नहीं स्टूडियो देता है आपको पूरी आजादी कहीं भी कभी भी अपना पॉडकास्ट लॉन्च करने की सिर्फ तीन आसान स्टेप्स में तो साथ में अपना पॉडकास्ट शुरू करने के लिए तैयार जस्ट हॉप ऑन हब हॉपर सिंपली कंटेंट